Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including a happy anniversary to one of the most famous streaks in American sports history. More on that as it relates to your statewide participation on our syndicated statewide platform as we come at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns with contributors from all around the world, including, how about from Northern Ireland today? The British Open starts Thursday. Jason Sobel has been one of the best in the golf media business for a long time. He joins us live in 60 minutes as Tiger Woods seeks major number 16, as Rory McIlroy, of course, will be among the local favorites, and as Northern Ireland hosts what many are calling the biggest sporting event in the history of that nation. Jason Sobel on golf in 60 minutes. Roddy Jones is going to drop by today. As other conferences have their football media days, our friends at ECU are up in Newport, Rhode Island, as the American Athletic Conference discusses football season, but also the pending departure of the Yukon Huskies. They're on their way to the Big East. What do you do? You still have them for the football season. They don't leave that quickly, but are you happy as an 11-member football conference? Do you expand or realign? Do you abandon the idea of having two separate divisions if you're gonna stick with 11? And how about the new guy, Mike Houston? He's the new leader of the Pirates, just as Dana Holgerson, formerly of West Virginia, is the new guy for the Houston Cougars. As usual, UCF and Memphis are among the favorites there. But ACC kickoff is tomorrow and Thursday. Big 12 and SEC media days continue today in other parts of the country. We're bringing our show live from Charlotte, North Carolina, tomorrow and Thursday as the annual ACC kickoff event unfolds with all of the head coaches assembled for us. All of our favorites are going to drop by from Clemson, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and of course all four here in North Carolina, State, Duke, Carolina, and Wake Forest, plus others from around that 14-member football conference. John Swafford will give his state of the union address from the ACC perspective that'll involve not only football and other things on the field the ACC networks launch on August 22nd is certainly in the news including my article yesterday for the athletic and the athletic Carolina thanks to all of you by the way the folks who run the athletic told me that my article doing the deep dive where can you find the acc network who has not agreed to carry it yet how does this compare to other launches how far behind is the acc financially especially compared to the big 10 and the sec all that stuff and much much more is in that deep dive article i posted yesterday three different sites at theathletic.com had our article as the most read of the entire day and that has even lingered into today. So certainly, I know a lot of our listeners here on our statewide radio platform are among those reading my stuff in the pages of the ACC Sports Journal and at The Athletic. It was the International College Basketball site, the International College Football site, and the sub-site, if you will, The Athletic Carolina. All three of those Darren Vaught, the producer of this program, I know you're like a proud papa, except I'm the old guy and you're the young guy, but uh, it was nice to see three different websites 
at different times yesterday had our ACC Network article that we've elaborated on here on the David Glenn Show, of course, as the most read article of the last 24 hours. So it was great to see that. And seriously, my sincere thanks to those of you who helped make that happen. Roddy Jones works with the ACC Network. ESPN, of course, college football analyst, great running back and team captain for Georgia Tech back in the day. He'll be on the call a lot for ACC Network games, and he'll be there, of course, over these next two days. He joins us by phone today. We get to say hello to him in person tomorrow and Thursday. Roddy Jones on all things ACC. Mike Oresco of the AAC gave his State of the Conference address a little bit earlier today. We can talk about those questions and answers from the Pirates' perspective. John Swafford gets his place at the podium over these next two days as well. We, of course, will bring you some of that during our live coverage from Charlotte on Wednesday and Thursday. Last but not least, and he's actually the middle guest, if you will, chronologically, Lavelle Moten of NC Central is back from his international trip representing the United States of America. He was one of the coaches on USA Basketball's U19 World Cup squad. They did bring back the red, white, and blue gold medal, if you will. They were the champions of the world one more time in that age bracket with the help of Coach Moten. He's one of our favorites on life, sports, and basketball. Lavelle Moten from North Carolina Central University, also a product of our community, of course, as a prep star and otherwise. He is a fountain of wisdom, in my experience, on life and sports and basketball. The former NC Central star and now star coach will drop by to start our number three. Jason, Jason Sobel on the British Open. Open to start our second hour, Lavelle Moten on all things hoops to start our third hour, and a little life, of course, Roddy Jones on all things football in hour number three as we welcome your calls and we pick over some of the other biggest headlines of the day. Carolina Panthers football owner David Tepper definitely has the city of Charlotte in a more prominent place on the Major League Soccer radar. In case you did not know, and this is a fluid situation, Raleigh would love an expansion franchise as well. And we know that league has already got 24 teams. It has already named and announced three more that will be added in the coming years. So there's basically three spots left, at least in their stated goal of getting to 30 teams. Later this month, there is the expectation that one or two cities will be announced as number 28 and number 29. Now, St. Louis and Sacramento have been in the driver's seat for those two. Charlotte and Raleigh and others have been sort of on the outside looking in. Well, guess what? There are only two cities that got to make extended pitches to the MLS yesterday in New York City. One was St. Louis. Again, they've been in the driver's seat for a while. They lost the NFL. They're a great soccer culture. There's plenty of population there and a great sports culture more generally. St. Louis made a formal presentation yesterday, and it'll be a surprise if at the MLS All-Star Game later this month, St. Louis is not announced as number 28, if you will, as the MLS is on its way to 30 franchises, again, from the current 24. Well, Sacramento has a lot of strengths, but also some questions. The only other city that got time in front of the MLS commissioner and his important expansion committee was the city of Charlotte, North Carolina. David Tepper, if you did not know, has been estimated by various financial outlets to be among the 100 or so wealthiest people in the world. He has volunteered Bank of America Stadium, where the Panthers play, as a ready-made stadium, as others, including Raleigh, 
have to talk politics and taxes and loans and parking and try to build a stadium that doesn't yet exist. Part of the Charlotte pitch is we have a stadium. We've got a guy worth $13 billion. Yes, I think that will get you some time in front of the important people with the MLS. I'll tell you more about Charlotte's place and Raleigh's place in that universe. It is crunch time in one way with, again, possibly number 28 and number 29 being announced at the end of July at the MLS's All-Star Celebration. They are going to 30, so nobody's left out, even if you're not announced this month. But Charlotte has risen up the ladder quickly, in part because of David Tepper, some of his hires, certainly his money, and even some data that he gave the MLS yesterday about ticket sales commitments and sponsorship commitments from the business community there in Charlotte, which, as you probably know, is the biggest market between Washington, D.C. and Atlanta, Georgia. Both of them, of course, have MLS franchises. Charlotte and Raleigh would be the two biggest markets between Washington, D.C. and Atlanta, Georgia. As the MLS, if you just take a snapshot of the United States of America, essentially wherever lots of people live, they already have a franchise. The biggest gap on the map is the Mid-Atlantic, north of Atlanta, south of D.C. It is unlikely that Raleigh and Charlotte would get MLS expansion franchises. But Charlotte is rising. Raleigh still matters. More on that story through the course of today's program. Did you know that North Carolina is poised to become the 10th state in our union that will approve legal sports betting? It's actually another step was taken yesterday toward that becoming a reality. The North Carolina House followed the North Carolina Senate in approving a bill that would enable the tribal casinos in the southwest corner of our state to expand their current gambling offerings to now include sports betting as well. Now, it's on Governor Cooper's desk. He can veto it. He can sign it. There's even a way he just ignores it, and it becomes law, I think it's uh, 10 days from now, without his signature. Why hasn't this been a more intense public debate? Why hasn't it been more controversial? In other parts of our country, by the way, there's some Bible Belt debates going on. Gambling's bad for society. Others are asking, well, how much money will it bring in if we allow this sports gambling? Is it only going to be on those two tribal lands, or can it be more expansive than that? If you didn't know, nine states already have sports gambling. It's not just Nevada anymore. After that Supreme Court case of last spring changed the rules, essentially, and opened the door. 34 more states, the nine have it, 34 more are at least discussing it with various bills and legislation on the table. Only seven of our 50 states have said to this point, we're not interested at all. The other 43 either have it or are considering it. North Carolina very soon could be state number 10 with at least some level of sports gambling. I'll elaborate on why it is not a more controversial topic here in our backyard as that could become law here within the next week or so. Three great guests later. We'll pick over some NBA headlines, some NFL. Did you know Madden 20, the video game, is out? Or the player ratings, I should say, are out. Many fans, plus some actual NFL players, are very upset at their numbers. I'll elaborate on that on the other side. The British Open is almost here. 
It's the biggest sporting event in the history of Northern Ireland. J Jason Sobel will drop by live from the other side of the pond to talk some golf. ACC Media Days start tomorrow. SEC, Big 12, AAC Media Days are already underway. The happy anniversary that we're celebrating today is what allows for your statewide participation. We also will have a classic sports movie challenge today. It is the fastest growing game show in all of sports radio. It is on our platform for one and only one month per year. Not mere coincidence. It is the slower on the sports menu month of July. We've already had packages mailed out to previous winners who listened to the audio from the Sandlot movie or Caddyshack or Major League was yesterday. A lot of prizes already mailed out. Somebody will win a prize again today. That person gets his or her choice from the DG Show prize closet. It is the classic sports movie challenge. It will be later today. Intern Philip, representing Appalachian State University, is back in the crosshairs. We'll see what he has dug up. Remember, we play the audio from one of the 50 greatest sports movies of all time, as voted by you, our statewide listeners. First with the right title gets the prize, but then an intern dazzles us with all sorts of details that are hopefully fascinating, but in many cases, little-known tidbits, even about some of your favorite sports movies of all time. They have dazzled me, and they sometimes pick my favorite sports movies ever and yet find things that I did not know about them. The classic sports movie challenge is back front and center a little bit later. We will have no challenge of that sort tomorrow or Thursday. Why? Because we're going to be surrounded by ACC head coaches and star players at the kickoff event. Question of the day is this. What streak in all of sports do you view as the most untouchable or the most unbreakable? Today is the anniversary of what some in sports call the most untouchable, most unbreakable streak of all time in any sport. I'll give you the answer to that as that anniversary is celebrated today. One of the most famous and maybe number one on your list streaks in American sports history reached that legendary mark today. It was 78 years ago today, but that streak, of course, still standing all these decades later. For you, in the broader sense, what streak in all of sports is the most untouchable, is the most unbreakable? Some people's number one streak turned 78 years old today more on that story with your phone calls three guests later that means now's a good time for your calls on the question of the day on the mls and the possibility of it coming to north carolina relatively soon legal sports betting in north carolina some are confused you may have questions i may have answers College football is back. NFL training camps for some teams start tomorrow. The British Open is almost here. Madden 20 is, is, has its player ratings out. And Cam Newton is not one of the highest-ranked quarterbacks, at least according to the numbers in that video game. The NBA headlines involve former UNC star, star Reggie Bullock and former Duke star Grayson Allen. More on those stories with your calls. What streak in all of sports is the most untouchable, is the most unbreakable as you see it? And what famous streak is turning 78 years old today? More on that story with your calls. Three guests later, your calls now. 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. 
I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. I often brag about having the smartest sports radio audience in the history of this crazy genre. You never let me down. We have a question of the day that celebrates a famous sports anniversary today. My question to you is what streak in all of sports do you view as the most untouchable, the most unbreakable, however many years or decades ago it may have been set? We're taking those calls now. Three great guests later, Jason Sobel live from the British Open, Lavelle Moton on all things basketball, Roddy Jones on ACC football and the ACC network and related things. The former Georgia Tech running back and team captain now does great work for ESPN and the soon-to-be-real ACC network. You have some questions on that as well the day after we discussed it in some detail. One thing I promised, Gary in Greensboro wants in on the question of the day. What inspired the question of the day is this. One of the most famous streaks in American sports history reached the legendary blank mark 78 years ago today now i'll put some pressure on the producer of this program darren vaught he always represents the 20s and 30 somethings in our statewide audience i represent the 40 somethings and 50 somethings and by default everybody older than that as a baseball guy as the voice of usa baseball here in the triangle as an espn3 play-by-play man i can get you on watch espn darren vaught in all of your play-by-play brilliance. And I'm not that coordinated. I'm still struggling with the Twitter changes to my front page yesterday. I'm all out of whack. (laughs) I don't know what to do as they redid their front page and their formatting, man. I am off kilter today. I hope it doesn't impact the show. Since I've asked the question of the day, what streak in all of sports is the most untouchable, the most unbreakable, And our brilliant statewide audience has already thrown at me for reasons we'll get into shortly with your calls. The Boston Celtics, I won't say why exactly, UCLA basketball under John Wooden, UConn women's basketball, UNC women's soccer, Arsenal soccer, a little example from the other side of the pond. They all have, let's just say, famous streaks. So some are thinking team-wise, right? I also got answers from Sugar Ray Robinson in boxing. Again, I won't say exactly why. Johnny Unitas and Brett Favre from two different generations in the NFL. I got a Martina Navratilova tennis answer during the break. I got a Richard Petty NASCAR answer during the break. I got an Edwin Moses track and field answer and a Wayne Gretzky hockey answer. All since I raised the question of the day. Now, you as the baseball guy are supposed to know What inspired the question of the day? What streak in any sport do you view as the most untouchable, the most unbreakable? Because, Darren, today is the 78th anniversary of one of the most famous streaks of all time. It was a blank game hitting streak by a famous baseball player. And it its last, its last day that the guy got a hit was July 16th, 1941. Hence, we're celebrating the 78th anniversary of that today. Can you name that player, and you're frankly fired 
from not only this show, I don't even run USA Baseball. You're fired as the voice of USA Baseball. You cannot have your own podcast anymore unless you know the name and the number of this famous sports streak, which, by the way, some view as the best answer to the question of the day. What streak in all of sports is the most untouchable, the most unbreakable? Darren Vaught, the floor is yours. It's, of course, Joe DiMaggio, and his hitting streak got up to 56 games. That is correct. Okay. And, and no one, no one's really come close. I think uh, is the second longest go. ever the early 2000s Luis Castillo streak. He got to like 35 games. The, it might not be the I, second I longest. I am not going to punish you for that misstatement yeah. of history. That's okay. Okay. I was alive when Pete Rose for the old Cincinnati Reds in 1978 got to 44 games. There you go. That was really seriously very, very exciting. And I was a Phillies fan. Rose later joined Philly, but at the time he was still at the Big Red Machine. So, yeah, think of that gap, right? If if you're talking about untouchable and unbreakable, well, if it's 56 games and history is dotted with guys who got to 54, 53, 52, 51, well, I mean, it's still special. But it might not be the most unbreakable, the most untouchable. When you're at 56 and nobody else in the – this game, baseball, Major League Baseball has been keeping numbers and stats since the 1800s, for crying out loud. Nobody's within 12, right? Just, I guess, 12 exactly in Pete Rose's case. I think there was a guy that if you stretched it from the end of one season from the start of the next, it was 45 games. But the point remains, Joe DiMaggio is that guy. Darren, as it turns out, you get to keep all of your jobs. Okay, good. Which I'm sure is a, is a relief. I have to pay rent. To those expecting rent payments at the end or beginning of each month. All right, with that in mind, what streak in all of sports is the most untouchable, the most unbreakable? Gary is in Greensboro. Others have answers from elsewhere in North Carolina. I would like to channel my inner intern today and just dazzle you because of the question of the day, what streak in all of sports is the most untouchable, the most unbreakable? I'll get to the MLS in North Carolina soon. I'll get to legal sports betting in North Carolina soon and the other headlines that I promised. You ready for these, baseball guy? And if I don't go at least four for five, which is a great batting average, surprising you with these details. It's a Paul Bunyan-like batting average. It is average. indeed. Like you would be... Not not real. If I don't go four for five, surprising you. They're all accurate. I don't need your confirmation of that. But if I don't surprise you at least four out of five, the way the interns have been surprising us with dazzling details about f- classic sports movies. I mean, I'm amazed at these guys. I'm channeling my inner intern as I try to dazzle you. You ready? And then we'll go to calls 1-800-849-2761. Cal Ripken Jr., another example from the baseball world uh, of one of the most untouchable, most unbreakable streaks of all time. All right, you ready? This is All these are true, of course. You tell me whether I'm dazzling you or not, or maybe dazzle is too strong a word. Did you know <laughs> would be the better way of putting it. Joe DiMaggio did not publicize this at the time. But he had a sponsorship endorsement opportunity with the Heinz Ketchup Company that was contingent on him getting to 57 games. (laughs) And he ended at 56. On July 16, 1941, he hit safely in his 56th straight game. The next day... With the Heinz 57 contract hanging in the balance, his streak ended. That's a true story. It was too much pressure, no, evidently. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly. There was, there was no publicity surrounding that in, at the time. It did come out later and was confirmed by Joe DiMaggio himself. Number two, 
the same year where DiMaggio set this record, 1941, is also the same year that somebody in Major League Baseball hit 400 or better, and it hasn't happened again since. So you had the DiMaggio 56-game streak ending tomorrow, 78 years ago, and you had the most recent example of a guy hitting 400 or better in batting average over the course of an entire regular season. Do you know who that is? Yeah, Ted Williams. All right, just making sure. Uh, I guess that's my – oh, you knew that one, so I'm only one for yeah, two there. Yeah, one Did for Did you know two. it was the same year as DiMaggio? I don't know that I would have – they were close, obviously, era-wise. I don't know that I would have been able to say that. So you might, you might be one I'll, and a half for two here. I'll take a grade off there. Joe DiMaggio also had the second longest hitting streak in the history of minor league baseball. I never knew that until we were celebrating this anniversary. He had a 61-game hitting streak. He couldn't have been in the minors long, right? (laughs) Joe DiMaggio had a 61-game hitting streak in the minor leagues. That has been topped only once in the century-plus history of minor league baseball. Are you kidding me? By the way, quick aside, what other fact would I be proud of to know that you knew about Joe DiMaggio, let's just say, oh, I don't know, off the field? <laughs> All right, so this would be, of course, his exploits with Marilyn Monroe. That's correct. All right, you and I can continue to be <laughs> friends. All right, so I'm at least two out of three in dazzling you, right? You didn't know about that minor league hitting streak, No, that's incredible. All right, the streak almost ended at 35 games. We wouldn't be celebrating the 70th, 78th anniversary today had it ended at 35, right? Heck, Pete Rose and others got past that. The manager of the opposing team wanted the streak to end, and DiMaggio was up in the late innings without having gotten a hit yet. The pitcher on the mound basically told his manager to take a hike, and he wasn't going to end DiMaggio's streak that way. Like, seriously? You want me to walk the guy? And that's what the manager yelled out. Walk him. So we, instead of a, what I would consider a legit ending, right? I mean, if the circumstances of the game called for you to walk DiMaggio, I don't know, the winning run was on second and first base was open, and I, I don't know, somebody you couldn't hit was next up in the batting. I don't know. So if it was legitimate and you had to walk him, I think I would have been okay with that as a lifelong baseball guy. But just to end the streak, like walk him in the eighth or ninth inning, whatever? Come on. Where's your integrity? The pitcher overruled his manager, pitched to DiMaggio, and rather than talking about a 35-game hitting streak in all of perpetuity, he, of course, got a hit. The streak continued, and he was on his way to 56 games. That had to dazzle you. Yeah, that's for sure. And finally, last but not least, when DiMaggio's legendary 56-game hitting streak started – This will not make you happy as a Red Sox fan, but I hope it taps into your it's all about the team fiber, Darren Vaught. And you and I share that, right? Individual accomplishments are wonderful, but if we're not propelling the team, what good are they, right? When Joe DiMaggio started his 56-game hitting streak, the Yankees were in fourth place, and it was like six or seven games out of first place. By the time his 56-game hitting streak came to an end, The Yankees were in first place with a six-game lead over everybody else. It is about the team. There's no I in team, Darren. All of those dazzling details on Joe DiMaggio's legendary 56-game hitting streak. Gary in Greensboro has been waiting the longest and has a very impressive sports streak to 
mentioned. What streak in all of sports is the most untouchable, the most unbreakable? Today is the 78th anniversary of the last day of Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak in Major League Baseball. Gary, welcome to the program. Go right ahead. Hey, DG. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, first, you got to take it easy on Dan. He seems to be a good guy. He so, is. Uh, he's, he's getting a lot of grief there. You know, I, I um, love him as if I would a child. You know what I mean? It's tough love. <laughs> he's he's really sprouted during his time at the David Glenn Show. So we're gonna take <laughs> we're gonna take a tiny amount of credit for his long term success long after he leaves this place. Now you know how it is. You can be hard on the go. people who know that that you love them, right, Darren? I mean, I'm not Matt Doherty abusing UNC basketball players. <laughs> they, all, they all wanted to transfer because he was so hard on that. That's why he lost his job. Well, that and losing a lot of games. When yeah. somebody knows that you have their best interest in heart, you can actually kind of, you know, prov- uh, figuratively beat up on them a little right? bit. Right. I'm not in the transfer portal exactly. for what it's worth. All right. Good. <laughs> although, although, who knows? We're, we're, we're going on a day-by-day, week-by-week, month-by-month basis when it comes to those things. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Gary. Go ahead. Thanks no, for defending, okay. Darren. No, we'll do it every day. <laughs> um, mine would probably be Byron Nelson's uh, 11 PGA tournaments in a row in uh, 1945. That's crazy. Um, it, I just... I was telling Dan, you know, with the disparity that you have now in uh, in golf, it just to me it seems like that's one of the more untouchable records. By the way, we have gotten – I had forgotten Byron Nelson in golf. 11 straight golf tournaments. Yes, we all know the world was different back then. The depth of the field, if you will, was not as strong as what we've seen for most of our lifetimes. But – in the team sense, here are some of the nominees I've gotten today. And Byron Nelson is perfectly a perfect candidate to add to this list of, uh, of I would say, individual accomplishments, more like Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak. Thanks to Gary for both defending Darren and his future and chiming in on the question of the day. What streak in all the sports is the most untouchable, the most unbreakable? You ready for these, Darren? All right. The Boston Celtics, eight straight NBA titles. You know, I'm not pretty good. I'll put it this way. (laughs) I get up. I don't get upset in life about debates like this one. Seriously, if 30 different people call us today with 30 different examples, they might all be right. Like this is not a no, a lose sleep over type debate. You know, racism is something to lose sleep over, right? Not which is the biggest, bestest, most unbreakable streak of all time, most untouchable streak of all time. I, fra- frankly, all, half the nominees I want to agree with. Now, they can't all 30 be, be the best, right? But eight straight NBA titles, I mean, that's tough to catch, no? UCLA basketball. Now, it wasn't all 10 of those for John Wooden in succession. I'm trying to remember what that number is. I think my emailer got the number wrong because he said 10 in a row. It wasn't 10 in a row. It was like 10 in 12 years. Was it eight in a row? Still, again, Celtics, eight NBA titles in a row. I'll double-check the UCLA number. Bruins, you know, whatever. I'll look it up. Seven or eight uh, NCAA titles in a row. How about these for just the team part of the answer to the question, all right? UConn women's basketball had a run, and they're still amazing today. But UConn's women's basketball program, the UNC women in soccer fit this description to a great degree as well. The UConn women's basketball program won 111 consecutive games. That's a streak now. 
Joe DiMaggio, 56-game hitting streak. The UConn women, 111 consecutive victories. And some of those kind of on the individual side of thing, more like Joe D. Uh, Byron Nelson was a good answer there. But Cal Ripken Jr. played the ultimate Ironman, right? 2,632, and I should say starts. 2,632 consecutive starts in Major League Baseball for Cal Ripken Jr. I mean, is that? That's the one to me. I don't think that one is ever going to be touched, especially given that it's a long season. And that's what they've been saying about Joe DiMaggio's record for a half century, right? Right. I mean, I I don't know the correct answer. I have actually seen mathematicians say, and, and to my knowledge, prove that Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak when when they crunched the numbers and jammed the computers for a long time they said it was statistically likely for statistically likely that it would be broken now that it's more about home runs and walks and strikeouts the numbers have changed and it's actually more likely to stay the all-time record 56-game hitting streak. Why? Guys are swinging for the fences. Batting average doesn't mean, mean as much anymore. A walk does not extend your hitting streak the way these rules work, right? So maybe DiMaggio's is even more protected now in modern baseball than it was when, you know, guys like Pete Rose and Rod Carew and others were hitting more singles because they were trying to hit more singles, right? Like that's part of the equation here. The game has changed. I don't know the answer, but, man, are there some whopper examples. Did you know that Brett Favre, I believe in the movie, it's Brett Favre. (laughs) Brett Favre started 297 consecutive games as an NFL quarterback, and that's just regular season. So it's 300-plus when you count the postseason. Right. Is that one of the all-time greatest streaks of all time? Is that better than Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak? Again, like at some point, I'm just thinking about Cameron Diaz in the movie where the, there's something, there's something you know, about Mary. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather <laughs> think about Cameron Diaz than I would referee a debate about whether DiMaggio at 56 games or Brett Favre's 297 straight starts, you know, is the actual most unbreakable, most untouchable streak of all time. Lots of good team candidates, lots of good individual candidates. Did you know that this is kind of like the Byron Nelson golf streak? Did you know that the king, DG show guest Richard Petty, the iconic figure in the history of NASCAR, did you know that at one point he won 10 races in a row? Like, do people even win 10 races in a year? No, that's unheard of. Right? He won 10 races in a row back in 1967 before I was even born. I mean, that's incredible, isn't it? Again, NASCAR was different. The field was not as deep as with golf, but still, like, it actually protects the record, right? How do you win 11 straight as Byron Nelson did in golf with the deeper field nowadays? How do you win 10 straight with the deeper field in NASCAR? These changes protect the streaks. Joe DiMaggio, it's more protected now in the home run era and strikeout and walk era than it was when guys were seeking singles more often. I don't know. Do you find this interesting today, Darren? Am yeah. I boring oh, you Oh, absolutely. No, you this, gl- is, this is fascinating stuff to me. Are you glad you came to work today? Yeah. All right. <laughs> if you're entertained, that's, pro- that's probably a good sign. Some people, by the way, are sending me bad streaks. I, 
I don't I'm not getting into that today. Like, you know, the Cubs once went more than 100 years without a World Series. I'm aware of those other streaks as well. We're, we're going to go glass half full today, Darren. I'll take team streaks and I'll take individual streaks as we celebrate the 70th, 78th anniversary of the day where Joe DiMaggio extended his hitting streak to 56 games. For some, that remains the most untouchable, the most unbreakable of all time. 1-800-849-2761. More phone calls on the other side. Jason Sobel live from the British Open in about 20 minutes. Lavelle Moten on basketball and life in about, or start in hour number three, I should say. Roddy Jones on all things college football, also in our third hour. 1-800-849-2761. With North Carolina inching toward becoming the 10th state in our union to legalize sports betting, why hasn't there been a more intense public debate? Why isn't it a more controversial development as Governor Roy Cooper, now that the House and the Senate have post both passed this bill, all he has to do is sign it and we're the 10th state. Remember, it used to be Nevada only. Then the Supreme Court changed the rules and now nine states have sports gambling. We are real close to becoming number 10. Why haven't you heard more about that as we're so, so close to the finish line and allowing sports gambling here in our backyard. I will give you the short answer to that as we come back to your calls. 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the bleeping prairie chewing on grass. This is The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Three great guests later. More of your calls now. They continue to pour in. The UCLA streak, by the way, was seven straight NCAA men's basketball titles under John Wooden. The Boston Celtics once won eight straight NBA titles. The question of the day, because we're celebrating the anniversary of Joe DiMaggio's legendary baseball hitting streak. Today was the day where he reached the 56 straight games. That remains the record 78 years later, and frankly, nobody has even come close. What streak in all of sports is the most untouchable, is the most unbreakable in your eyes? Byron Nelson's 11 straight in golf. Richard Petty had 10 straight wins on the NASCAR circuit back in 1967. I didn't even know this one. Sugar Ray Robinson, the legendary boxer, won 91 consecutive boxing matches. 91 in a row, and among the other team accomplishments, by the way, the UConn women won 111 consecutive games. The UNC women's soccer team, under the legendary coach Anson Dorrance, back in the late 80s, before a lot of other universities you know, started their programs and built their programs. Carolina's still amazing in women's soccer, obviously. A uh, bunch of their products just helped uh, our country win the Women's World Cup. But back before the world changed as much, they won 103 straight matches and just NCAA title after NCAA title after NCAA title. Again, I don't claim to know which of these is the best. I'd have a hard time differentiating among just these team streaks that I'm mentioning and also the individual streaks that I'm mentioning. Cal Ripken's 2,632 consecutive games played streak 
is another one for your individual consideration. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. I have to find the number, but just as a shout-out to our international fans and our soccer fans, you know the name Arsenal, right, would be among, I don't know, there's probably five most famous. Yeah, they're, they're in the top handful, right? As the Glenn family is very excited about our trip to London next month where we will see Tottenham Hotspurs, Spurs as they're called in the vernacular, uh, take, take on Aston Villa in the EPL season opener. Very excited about that one, Darren. Uh, Arsenal, years ago, it was about 15 years ago, had a 49-game unbeaten streak. Wow. In, in soccer. Wow. I mean, soccer, man, you could dominate somebody and lose one nothing. I mean, I can tell you that as a guy who coached for a long time in that game at, at a, you know, the, the youth level. 49-game unbeaten streak for Arsenal, an example from a little bit off the beaten path. Well done, as always, by our statewide audience. Marvin is in Raleigh and next on the David Glenn Show. Does this count as a streak? Yeah, I guess it does. Go ahead. Hey, David. Really enjoyed the show. It's a great show. Thank you, sir. A couple of quick things. One thing about Joe DiMaggio, according to the... I'm sorry, according to the Ken Burns documentary, after after he went hitless, he went on another streak. About 17 or 19 games for Kent. Yeah. He went 73 for 74. That's crazy. That is crazy uh, impressive. Which is, is crazy, too, but... Uh, kind of a quirky streak. It's only a two-game streak, but there was a pitcher named Johnny Vandermeer in the majors in the 40s and 50s. Oh, yeah. And he threw two consecutive no-hitters. So to be that, someone would have to throw three consecutive no-hitters. Right. But in this day and age, it, it takes two or three guys. To yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you want to talk about unbreakable. I mean, think about that. You show up today, you hear about, you know, UConn women, 111 straight. Joe DiMaggio, 56-game hitting streak. Some of these other numbers are enormous. Cal Ripken, 2,000-plus. The number two (laughs) will be difficult to surpass. I mean, we'll all die before we see somebody throw three straight no-hitters. Johnny Vandermeer's two straight way, way back. I don't think that one is going to be broken anytime soon. That's a good blast from the past as well. Well done by Marvin. One more from baseball, by the way. Stan Musial and Willie Mays were named to 24 straight All-Star games. 24 in a row. I mean, how do you even hang around for 24 years? I don't want to do anything for 24 consecutive years, frankly. Even I love this job, and I don't want to do it 24 years in a row. To do it with distinction for 24 years in a row, hats off. To Stan Musial and the Say Hey Kid. We're back after this on the David Glenn Show. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? How does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I I hope it's not awkward. (laughs) Um, You know, I hope it's not like a hand to hug to hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him, no hands. I think he's a hugger. You're listening to the David Glenn Show.